city. DC, that's where I'm from. 11:30 podcast. Dre and Wheels is the new one. Let's get it. Yeah. Who with me? Let's get it. Yeah. No with me. Yeah. I'm from the city. DC, that's where I'm from. Let's get it. 11:30 podcast. Dre and Wheels is the one. Yo, what it do, everybody? It's your man Dre, aka Dre on Wheels. This is episode 52 of the 1130 Podcast Talk Pro Wrestling. What's goody? How everybody doing out there? Appreciate you guys joining me back here for another great episode of the podcast, man. Uh, good morning, good night, good afternoon to all my listeners all across the world, man. In Mexico, Germany, the UK, all over the States. Thank you guys for joining me back here for Talk Pro Wrestling. Before we get into the podcast, you guys, just want to let everybody know this is the first official episode on iHeartRadio. Yes! I thank you guys for joining me here this week on this Friday. It's a beautiful day, you guys. Uh, if you're listening to me on iHeartRadio, hit that subscribe button. I appreciate it so much. Uh, wherever you're listening to me at on the, on the podcast this week on Spotify or Apple Podcasts, make sure you subscribe. Uh, leave a five-star rating and a review. And subscribe to the 1130 Podcast on YouTube. Like it, leave a comment, share it, and... Uh, yeah, don't forget, you guys, to follow the 1130 Podcast on all social media platforms. But you guys, man, we're going to get into the show, you guys. This is going to be a great one. I got my guy, Prestige, you guys. Yes, he's the host of the Dope World News Podcast. He's from Pontiac, Michigan. He's joining me here on Talk Pro Wrestling, man. I have him on the main podcast. Danny on here, man, to talk some wrestling, man, because, yo, we big wrestling fans. This is going to be a great one, you guys. But before I do, I want to shout out my guest who was on last week, my guy, Freddie Hudson, and also prayers from Quebec, Canada. Thank you so much for being on the 1130 Podcast Talk Pro Wrestling. But you guys, like I was saying, we about to get into the show. My guy, Prestige, man. What's going on with you, homie? Hey, man. Good. Can't complain. Hey, this one I'm excited for. I was excited for the 1130 Podcast, your main show. But this right here from fan to fan of wrestling, sports entertainment, you know, this is exciting. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm excited, man. Of course, every week that I get to chat my wrestling, man. So, and you know, to have someone to chat it with also is, is always thrilled because nowadays I don't really have too many people to chat wrestling with besides, you know, when I get on the podcast. So I'd be happy. But uh, what's been going on with you, though? How everything been going? Hey, everything been good, man. Just grinding, uh, growing the platform, um, networking, supporting, just, you know, doing what I can just to be a positive contributor to the you know, the podcast space, entertainment space, you know, the things that we do. Um, in my personal life, everything good. Kids healthy, everybody healthy. It's all good, my way. Okay, okay, cool, man, cool. Uh, like I said uh, earlier, um, this is the first official show, uh, episode that we on iHop Radio. And uh, there's a little different audience, of course, for my wrestling uh, listeners and uh, viewers. Um, can you tell them just something a little about yourself if they ain't already tuned you um, in already? So, hey, I'm Prestige. From Pontiac, Michigan. Um, right now, my main thing is I'm a podcaster, content creator. Um, I'm also an event specialist. Uh, me and my partner, hey, we we put together some fire events in um, our area. We bring people out. We have a good time. Um, for those who don't know, I also do artists and brand development. So right now, I got one particular artist that you know I'm working with. Um, getting her stuff together, you know, as far as her sound, her business acumen, 
and all that. So make sure y'all go check out the Lyric Bell. That's on Instagram, Turn Up Industries, hashtag T-U-I. So y'all make sure y'all go check her out. And that's what I do. Hey, man, that's what's up, man. It seems like you're still killing it. And he's still killing it, man, from day to day. Uh, but, but, man, we're going to jump into some wrestling, man. Um, but uh, it's it been a, a story that broke. I think it was uh, earlier this week or maybe last week. I don't know if you heard about it. But uh, MLW and um, NXT are going to be partnering up together and um, to some type of partnership where MLW superstars and I guess NXT superstars will be able to work some way. And with MLW now coming to Vice TV, um, I wanted to know, you know, what's your thoughts on that? I thought it was going to be great, you know, because uh, we, we get to see some new faces um, with the whole AEW deal going on or thing going on where they are you know, merging with different companies as far as like New Japan and uh, I think it's uh, NWA. Uh, WWE, I was saying maybe, you know, Ring of Honor would kind of like be their best fit, but they chose MLW. So I think that's going to be great because they got great guys over there. I really dig uh, the MLW heavyweight champion, Jacob Fatu. But what's your thoughts on it if you haven't heard about it? Um, I, This is my first time hearing about that particular story, but to me, that's good. Because it's showing the willingness by the WWE to collaborate. You know, for the longest time, they've been, uh, some people would call the evil empire, the big Mm -hmm. empire who, you know, just do their own thing. And if they do reach out, it's to pluck talent from other places. Mm -hmm. But I feel like with them collaborating, maybe it opens the door for, you know, a little more creativity and booking match types um of course the crossover appeal for those who don't know um nlw um for those people who might not be you know the biggest fans of the wwe maybe it gives them the opportunity you know to be reintroduced to the product through nxt which i feel like is more of a pure wrestling uh show outside of you know raw and smackdown which is more of a i'm gonna say pop main uh, uh, pop culture type thing where, you know, it's Mm -hmm. more about the personalities, celebrities and all that stuff where NXT is more of a pure wrestling show. So I feel like that might get some more eyes to that product. Yeah, most definitely. Most definitely. Last time I think WWE um, did something like this. I think they partnered with uh, Evolve and they partnered with uh, a lot of British wrestling companies overseas mm-hmm. and they bought them, brought them into the WWE network and started, you know, airing their stuff on the network and stuff like that. But uh man, we haven't seen nothing like this because like you said, WWE is the, the big, you know, evil empire. They don't work with nobody else. But uh this is gonna be very interesting though, because uh MLW is, is good. You do you really watch MLW or check it out every now and then? Um, I don't pay too much attention to it. Mm-hmm. Um Jacob Fatu, I do know about him and the work he does there. He is a great, great in-ring worker, great style. So I, I am familiar with him because, you know, if you familiar with the Fatu family, you know, they handprints is all over the industry. You know, yeah. just about everybody in their family is a star. <laughs> so it's impossible not to know about him. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Uh, I started, like, catching MLW, I think, a couple of years ago when um, right before MJF, Came into AEW. He mm. was on. He was on MLW, and I was kind of like, okay, 
you know, I kind of like like this thing because you know AEW came out, you know, as you know number two big company out there, and the fact that they still allow their wrestlers to work other other places, that's kind of cool. You know, you yeah. don't really see that in, in you know in WWE, but um, I'm 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 excited to see where this goes. You know, NXT is thriving. They you know didn't do so well in the ratings wise this past week though, but uh, the show mm-hmm. far is it was dope though. I, I enjoyed it. What's your thoughts on it? Um, well. Well, everybody should have been seeing the episode by now. Um, it, it was it was a good episode. We seen a title change with um uh Andy Harwell and um Candice LeRae becoming the new NXT women's champions. Mm-hmm. Um I, I like that they are putting the women in the forefront. Just about everybody that they gave, you know, the spotlight to, they kill it, whether it be um Tony Storm, like you know, even though she's a heel now, she still is delivering. Um, you can see that they trying to bring Io Shirai back into that picture, you know, yeah. floating around the title. Shout out to um, Raquel Gonzalez, new uh, NXT Women's Champion. So the product is thriving when you got the women going hard. Um, it's a good storyline building up around the Cruiserweight Championship. Um, mm. it's just it's just a good good place. Carrying Cross, NXT champion Kyle O'Reilly want a piece of him, and you know Finn Balor he he's not gonna be too far behind that situation either. So even though not, people might not be tuning in, it's worth watching. So they got to find a way to engage people to tune in. Uh, how, how can they engage people to tune in, man? Because uh, this past week was good. You know, like you just said, you know, new NXT tag team champions. I thought that match was off the chain. You know, we got a Kyle O'Reilly. I mean, they brought up, they broke up uh, Undisputed Era, which I don't think a lot of people, you know, like, but um, I guess we got to move on now. But, uh, you know, what what could bring attention to NXT, I guess, to bring the ratings up? Um, Now, Raw, they, they are known for this, and sometimes they overdo it, but they need to really start to, cross promotion with bringing um stars like outside of pro wrestling you know Wale big wrestling fan hip hop star um get Jake Paul to come back I know he made that appearance at WrestleMania mm-hmm. you know really start pushing for you know you know some of those mainstream stars to come in and just show their face and um start you know putting a product in front of faces that you usually won't you know won't tune in and uh, when they see how charismatic the characters are how good the matches are how emotionally involved it gets you people will stick around you know I think that's what uh raw felt like sometimes like it falls flat because you like you have nothing to be emotionally invested in where mm-hmm. NXT they do an amazing job at that so the only thing they need to work on is just reaching out and getting new fans to tune in, and I guarantee they'll be able to retain them. You're right about that, man, because NXT be putting on um, some of the greatest matches, you know, every single week on TV. And, you know, yeah, it could be, you know, an outsider, you know, especially like an entertainer guy come in and, you know, boost it up. But I don't know. You know, I think NXT was, you know, I think it messed up when it when they got off the network, in, in my opinion. Yeah, uh, in my in my personal opinion, it was cool when it was one hours 
I mean, one hour. And, uh, you know, I think that that was just the thrill of it. It wasn't just, and it wasn't live. It wasn't on network television that where they got so much, you know, they got to do this or that. So I don't know. I, I enjoy it. I really enjoy it though. I really enjoy it. Network TV is a different monster because now you, you competing with people who, that might you competing with people who are actually watching television and not streaming mm-hmm. the your ratings is based on people who tune tune in that very moment and when you got you know networks like nbc abc like they've been running the tv game for years now and the only time period where you could say wrestling dominated them is in the 90s in the attitude era but once that died down, you know, the dominance of, you know, uh, the network came back. Um, Monday Night Football still going on. People watch Major League Baseball, the NBA. Um, audiences just be split all the way across the board. So I felt like that network space was perfect because, like, the diehards going to tune in regardless. Mm-hmm. But now, you know, that it's a ratings thing, you got to watch what you do creatively. Now everything is time different, produced different. Like it's still good in the format, but like now ratings, now that they count, like people look at it like, oh yeah, NXT drew 800,000 people this week. It's down. Like that's going to discourage people to tune in next week. Mm-hmm. You know, so the whole network thing kind of was a, was a, a, a protection. Like people who watch, yeah. they watch. And they said good things about it. Now it's more about the ratings than what actually happened on the show. And that hurts it. Yeah, you were right about that. I think another thing that kind of like, you know, punched NXT a little bit is first it was on Thursdays, then it moved to Wednesdays when uh, AEW came in. And, mm-hmm. You know, um, you know, Triple H kind of like, yo, you know, and everybody was saying, you know, it's hockey or it was AEW the reason that they moved or whatnot, but now they're on Tuesdays. So it's like, you know, since eight since NXT it has, you know, been sort of in the, you know, in the you know the the forefront, I guess, with the other two brands were on SmackDown, I guess, for the last what, six or something years or so. It has mm-hmm. changed for three three different days throughout the week. So like I think, you know, when it was on the network, it was fine. You know, like I don't know. I don't know. But I'm I'm enjoying it, but you know, it's gonna be it's gonna be dope and to see where. I'ma tell you this. They run it like a B show too. Like they run run it, they treat it like SmackDown. You know, SmackDown is the B show and NXT is the B2 show. So mm-hmm. like until they take a legitimate top guy, not saying that these guys in NXT that's not top guys, but until they take one of the legitimate big dogs in WWE and put him on there and put the time and the attention that they put in uh, Raw and SmackDown into that show, it's kind of going to stay where it's at. So, at some point, they're going to have to build this thing up where they take a risk and, and, and send, you know, maybe Roman down there, even Shinsuke. Um, I know... He coming into the later years of his career. I think he in the middle of a three-year deal. He might retire after it. But uh, AJ Styles down in NXT. Because you can tell that right now in his career, they trying to let him accomplish everything. Yeah, right about they, you can tell. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, AJ Styles going down in NXT. 
because it makes sense because he's not a homegrown WWE guy like maybe a Roman or even Seth Rollins who found his way. But AJ Styles going down there could be that thing that turned Tuesday nights into must-see. But they have to treat it like an A show and put A show talent down there. There's plenty of guys you can have good matches with. You know, you got um, you got Tommaso Ciampa down there, uh, Karrion Cross. Like, it's some dream matches. The, the Finn Balor bring bring that back around. Like, there's some things they can do, but they got to be ambitious with it. I know they use NXT to kind of develop and bring people along, but you still got to have a big dog. I feel like if you send AJ down there, the standard raises and people progress quicker. You're right about that, man. You're right. You're right. Uh, but we're going to move on, you guys, here on Talk Pro Wrestling. Um, we were talking about the women's, you know, women who uh, may have been in NXT uh, this past Tuesday. And just women wrestling in general have been um, circulation. And also, people are still upset that we didn't get uh, a new evolution. Uh, part two, you know, a new pay-per-view of all women's wrestling and the circulation going on around that maybe WWE needs to do it before AEW or whatnot. What's your thoughts on an all women's, you know, uh, wrestling brand? Um, oh, brand. Mm. And before you answer that, before you answer that, I want to say, um, some people say it's long overdue. Now, what I did, did this this made you know this is my opinion. I, I say it's the right time. I don't want to say it's long overdue. It's 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 due, but women wrestling at this point haven't reached heights like it's 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 in bigger heights now. Now they main eventing. Now they uh, main eventing WrestleMania. Now they in ladder matches, cage matches. You know, like seven years ago, I'm pretty what Kelly Kelly or maybe Beth Phoenix. I mean. She's a Hall of Famer, but they wasn't doing things that Charlotte, Sasha, Becky, you know, Bianca is doing nowadays. So, you know, I would love to see it. You know, I think I, it would work. I would too. Um, this is the thing. Um, I'm gonna say why we haven't seen a evolution part two. Um, on that first evolution show. You had uh, people like Sasha, Bailey. I think Trish showed up. Mm-hmm. It, it, you know, it was, it was some faces on there. But to do a part two, you had to have some more compelling and um, believable stars. And I don't think at the time the WWE was cranking out, you know, women at the rate that they was cranking out women now. Now, if we do an evolution part two, we can bring back Sasha. We got Bianca, Bailey. Um, uh, you can bring back Becky Lynch, Charlotte. Them the old, them the old faces now. Now we look at the new faces. You got um Amber Moon. You got a Tony Storm. You got a Shark. Uh, uh, what Chauncey Blackheart. Um, Io Shirai. Like now, it's a good quality of depth to do a part two. So leaving out of part one, I don't think at the time following up, they had as much depth as they needed to do it. But now I believe they do. So as far as our own brand, they'll have to find a day, um, a network, and some more stars. Um, I don't think you can build a brand 
around like the same 10, 12 stars. You got to have some depth because you got to have your top main event tier, which you're going to have to revolve around like five people. Your mid card tier, which is going to be like, it should be another five or six people. And then you're going to have to have your tag teams, which is should consist of like three to five teams. So it could just be interesting. So like you're going to need like a good 20 to 30 girls to make this work. And the top half of it, everybody has to be great. And um, the thing too is, if you do this, you got to figure out how to figure out how to incorporate the storylines on this woman brand into the exactly. other shows throughout the week. Mm-hmm. And that's the part yeah. where I feel like it's gonna be hard because you know how Vince is. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know how Vince is, but um, you. Why, why you why, why you think on that one though? Who 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 would be the main woman that you would center this around? Though? Oh, Bianca Belair, Bianca. Bianca Belair, and if not Bianca Belair, I would do um, I would do right now. I would do uh, Rhea Ripley, one of them two, one of those mm-hmm. two. But um, see with that, we got to find some good chasers for these titles because both of them. Are portrayed as uh, faces right now, I believe. Mm-hmm. So you you need some good chasers. So um, a good heel, even though she's not my favorite, Dakota Kai has shown the ability to like get some heat, yeah, <laughs> piss some people off. Um, so I feel like it's a thing that could happen, and this too. This would be a good opportunity to build a strong women's faction. We 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 oh. have a like you know they tried to get it off with the riot squad but like you know with ruby riot injuries and Liv morgan you know having to take extra time to come along like Mm -hmm. it just it just didn't work we 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 need a strong women's faction so this idea can work but people gonna have to in the back gonna be have to be dedicated to creating a good show letting these girls work their styles and be who they are. And just like with the AEW approach, just let this thing build organically. Mm-hmm. Just make sure you pin your best foot forward. So we got enough women. You got women on NXT UK and NXT Raw SmackDown. They got the women to do it. But the part that's going to have to carry over is make these storylines matter on Raw and SmackDown so we can tune back in to the Evolution Show or whatever they would call the women's brand. And we still be engaged because if you just keep it on the evolution brand and we wait a whole week, we're going to forget it, forget about the show through the other uh, watching the other WWE content that they have. So they got to make that thing just be woven in everything else they do and make their matches matter on the pay-per-view. Don't put their matches on the kickoff show, make their matches matter. So like this thing will be as great as they want it to be. The fans will take it as serious as the company, as serious as the company takes it. Yeah. So I, I feel like this is the perfect timing. You yeah. the, the women's stars haven't been bigger. You yeah. got like that Rhea Ripley, Bianca Belair, Sasha Banks. Like these are big stars, big personalities, good looks, good wrestling styles. Like, like uh Becky Lynch, like they they got the stars. They just gotta do the thing right. Yeah. You're right about that. Um, I heard a couple of people say, I mean, Triple H got to run this. 
Triple H got to run it, you know, somewhere down in NXT because uh, Vincent, man, ain't going to know what to do with it, you know. Um, and if they do, um, how you feel about how you feel about Sasha, uh, Charlotte Flair all around? <sighs> all right. I don't even want to take nothing from Charlotte because people want to say that she's successful because her last name is Flair. Mm-hmm. But you got to remember that back in WCW, Ric Flair's son, I think it was David, rest yeah. his soul, he tried to uh, wrestle on WCW when he was a flop. And um, the Flair name didn't help him. But with Charlotte, you can see that she puts the work in to be a good competitor in the ring first. And I feel like even though her last name is Flair, if she wasn't good in that ring and good on the mic, she wouldn't be, be around. So I want to say that. However, I will say that she is granted many, 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 many opportunities <laughs> ahead of a lot of people. And I get it. Like, they know she's going to deliver in some spots. But at the same time, like, it's overkill with her. Right now, she is a 12-time women's champion. Right now. Mm. And I think she made her main roster debut on in, in 2016 or 17. So, like, yeah. within five or five years span, she's won the championship 12 times. And I feel like that's where, where it's overkill. Yeah. Um, with, with, with her title reigns, though, they just added on her NXT title reigns and just basically counted it up. And I don't really like it. But besides that, Charlotte is cool. I understand, you know, yes, yeah, she's Ric Flair's daughter. Um I think at this point right now, with she's on the roll and she's going to be, I think she just needs to be basically the John Cena of the women's division. Mm. You know, I mean, um, she says she's the 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 opportunity opportunity opportunity. Um, and and if we're going to build a women's division around and we're going to build it up with some story, I want to get the uh, Charlotte and Bianca, you know, Belair match. You know, because they did have one in uh, NXT. So, you know, I mean, with Bianca Belair champion now and Charlotte coming in thinking, you know, she too miss goody two shoes. So, you know, Bianca going to be like, yeah, I'm, I'm going to shut you down. You feel me? Like, I'm going to get my rematch and win. So, I mean, I don't know. But I, I, I kind of like, I, I dig what Charlotte is doing right now. And I understand she get way too many damn opportunities. She don't need to be champion. I mean, her name is the champion right there. Yeah. So, you yeah. know. They could put her or put someone in a feud with her, and by beating Charlotte, that's your champion. That's your championship right there. You could brag and talk about, yeah, I beat Charlotte. Look what Carmella did, <laughs> you know, when she beat Charlotte, you know. So you know, but you know, I, I don't know. That's 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 interesting to see where that goes right there. Uh, but you guys, man, we're gonna move on here on uh, the eleven thirty podcast, talk pro wrestling. Um, last time I talked to you it was before WrestleMania. Did you enjoy Mania? I mean, I did. Um, it was everything we needed. Like, if you notice, since WrestleMania, there's been no live crowds. Mm-hmm. So we see the difference between the fans and no fans. It was an energetic night, um, emotional night. Just, just levels was running high. You could tell that the performers – the superstars, yeah, they were more fired up than we'd have seen in a long, long time. And one thing I want to say about that event, the first night, Saturday night, where the rain delayed it. Oh, man. I love how each superstar 
just improvise on the spot, cutting the promos just to, you know, keep the show rolling. Like that just fired up everybody even more. So it was a great two nights. History was made. Like, I just can't wait till we get back to normal with yeah. the crowd again. That's yeah. what make this uh this this that's what make this thing what it is. The fan reaction. That's why they do what they do, mm-hmm. just to get that reaction. Man. The opening, like you mentioned, uh that, that rain delay, that was that was that was the first time ever right there. I was like, wow. Uh, man, if, if life ain't something else, you know, we get to this moment right here, the first time we get to see fans and stuff, and you're telling me it's a rain delay? Exactly. <laughs> it added to the suspense, like, man, yeah. <laughs> it's close, we gotta wait some more. Man, yeah, they, they, was, they, they was fired up, especially like Drew McIntyre and uh, Bobby, who was going on first, and they was just like, man, especially Drew, he was just like, I'm not about to let no freaking rain stop, you know, me going out there and from Kevin Owens to everybody who went out there, man, you can tell they, especially Kevin Owens, when he came out halfway, he, he wanted to turn back around because he was just like real people, like they, like real people, like this is cool, this this is cool though. Uh, speaking of fans, uh, this past week on AEW, they have fans, lots of ten fans um, for blood and guts, and they announced that uh, at uh, I think it's. Uh, Double or nothing. They're gonna have for full capacity, 5,500, you know, people Ooh. there. So that's gonna be interesting to see, though. But um, AEW just in general, did you catch Blood and Guts this past week? Nope, I did not. Okay. Hey, um, hey, it, hey, it was cool before before you. <laughs> it was cool. Um, I heard uh about Blood and Guts before it uh aired this past Wednesday. I heard it was just gonna be one match. Did you hear about the fan who spent money on a ticket to go to the show and he realized it was just one match? I did see that online. (laughs) Yeah. I was curious how they did it, but I mean, like, I mean, you can't be mad. I mean, I don't think you read the instructions, my guy, but I mean, hey, I mean, how how would you feel (laughs) if you got to the show and you the first hour you got to watch on TV and then the, the second match is just... Blood and guts, just live. That's it. The one match. Um, I, I personally wouldn't be upset because the specific facility that they were in, logistically, they could not put on that show and how how's that structure around the ring at the same time. So, with my understanding of how those things work, I kind of would have had some idea. I, I would have read up on it too. You know, when you uh purchase tickets on the website they give you a little bit of what you should expect on the show and um you know i feel like he didn't do enough research and naturally sometimes being a fan you you go in with expecting one thing so you don't research as much as you should and, you know when he got there he just was surprised <laughs> so but you know as long as the show was still good and the main attraction was good like shouldn't be an issue yeah it was good, you know. I mean, in my opinion, man, it, it, it was good. Um, now that you said that, it did, it did make sense because I was like, "Where the hell that cage was at the whole time?" You know, I didn't see it, you know, above the ring. So, you know, watching it, you know, Wednesday night, I didn't pay it no attention. They said they were live off the jump, so I was just like, "Okay." So I didn't, I didn't, I didn't pay attention to all the backstage. I was like, "Okay." Uh, Kenny came out there, had a promo with Orange Cassidy, and then. Uh, Rusev or Merrill came out there had a promo 
So I was just like, hmm, it's pretty interesting, but interesting how they did it. Let it see, I'm, a, I'm always a big fan of like TV shit, how they do that like that. Like I'm, I'm, I'm always curious. Like uh, when I started going to wrestling events, um, I always wanted to be like the first person in there, you know, in, inside the arena and shit like that. And especially like I would stay afterwards just to see a little bit, just to see like, how do they do that or whatnot? So yeah, it was just- yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a lot of, it's a lot of magic. Yeah. To make, make it go how it go. It's it's constantly dudes moving around, segment to segment, just to, just to pull off like yeah. the shit that they put off. That's why one thing I will say about the WWE production value, mm-hmm. like, Man, pyro, moving cameras, lights, just mm-hmm. everything. Like I will commend them on that because that that that's a lot of work and yeah. it's live. Like everything got to go perfect, and yeah, they exactly. do it. Yeah, I'm a big fan of the pyros, man. I'm a big fan of like <laughs> I'm a big fan. Welcome to EB Radio, the hottest new radio station on the internet, playing your favorite hip hop, R and B, soul. An exclusive podcast content that you can only find on our station. Go download the app now on iOS, Android, and Alexa. That's EB Radio. Playing your favorite music 24 hours a day. Everyone has something to say, a story to tell. We make it easy to share yours. So let's talk. Regardless of your podcast setup, hit record. And from there, whether your podcast reaches 10 people or 10 million, we can help you get heard wherever listeners are. And who knows, maybe even quit your day job. But no matter who hears you, it's about connecting and sharing something from your perspective. It's about having a voice and using it without anything standing in your way. Say it all with anger. While we on the AEW, uh, what's your thoughts on the FTW title? Because it don't seem like my man Brian Cage ever gets the defender title. Um, I seen someone talking about this. I think my guys over at the Joe Full Podcast. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, and uh, and, the, and my man with the Dirty Hills. I had uh, the Dirty Hills o- over here, and uh, they were talking about this. And I was just also seeing because every time I see Brian Cage, it's just something about him is just not clicking with me. I don't yeah. know because he had the FTW title. I don't like. I don't know. Like, what, what's up with that? Um, first <laughs> of all, I just want to say that the FTW title is equivalent to the twenty four seven title to me. Like twenty four seven title is better than a. <laughs> it's like it just seemed like one of them like it is a gimmick title mm. and like no no true like storyline or anything is it's just put behind it it's just something that it's an accessory pretty much backed by nothing like if he was built properly and you know he came out with the title, then it, it would make sense. It would mean something. But, like, it's kind of like Brian Cage was there, Taz showed up, here's this title. It's yours now. Like, it, it was nothing put behind it. If Brian Cage came on the scene and went on a dominant win streak, mm-hmm. destroying everybody, and, like, like, then he was like, all right, this is the uh, – FTW title, it's mine. If you the biggest and the baddest, you feel like you could take it from me, 
come get it, like something like that. I'll be cool, but like, why have a title if you're not going to defend it? Yeah, that's yeah, like it, it, it don't make sense. Like it devalues it, and like you said, you don't connect with him. I don't connect with him either. Like he got the yeah, he do. He got that, and that's what seemed like what they gave him the big gave him the belt. They was like, hmm, you got the look. Here you go. It, but he, he had a cool matchup with Kenny Omega. I like his finisher, but it's just something about him. It's just like, yeah, I don't know. He 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 wanted he just another one of them guys who need somebody next to him. Mm-hmm. Like literally, like I hate to say it, but Paul Heyman, he he the type of person that you stick to a dude like this. Cause like you don't gotta talk. Paul Heyman gonna instantly give you your credibility, he'll give you your little backstory. And we're going to go from there. All you got to do is go in the ring and deliver. And that's that. So I know somebody out there, maybe he need a Zelina Vega behind him to get him, set him right. Because, like, Adrade, when he first hit onto the scene, I didn't care for him. But, like, over time I became a fan because she she pushed all the right buttons to get him to where he needed to go. So maybe Brian Cage needs – he needs something. Yeah, first of all, because the fact that that title was on him and they not doing nothing with it, let me know that like, you know, they not they don't they don't see much value in it right now, because when they gave it to him, I thought like, oh, okay, maybe this is big push, and since then it's nothing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it ain't been, it ain't, haven't been nothing, man. Haven't been nothing. Well, but you guys, man, we gonna move on here on the uh, on talk pro wrestling, you guys. Um, Two things has returned this week, or is about to return. One of them, I don't think, I don't think a lot of fans are thrilled about. Eva Marie. Have you heard about Eva Marie or Evolution? I have, and come on, we, we did, we did this already. <laughs> we, we did this already. I, I didn't know how true the rumors were, but I heard she was returning for some time now. And I heard people talking about, wow, you got rid of a six-time women's champion of Mickey James and you bring back Eva Marie. You know, like, I don't know. What, what could be different? <laughs> I mean, outside the ring, I mean, she she's made a name for herself in fitness. She, I mean, she got a following. Like, modeling uh, i'm sure she's done some acting gigs mm-hmm. but as far as in sports entertainment like i don't know how much training she's done to become better in the ring because that was the main main problem that she had is she was terrible in the ring like mm-hmm. terrible absolutely terrible so like it's been what six years like, have it been six years it's it's been a while, probably more than I before, but it's been a it's been a little while. Like, yeah. like what? Why now? That's my question. Why now? Where you got proven women again, like Rhea Ripley? There, you got Bianca Belair. You got women. Her presence there is going to take away from an opportunity from somebody who actually deserves. To be there because I can imagine that they're not going to bring her back and not use it. Now, mm-hmm. will they shelve her later? Because they do that. But right now, in the immediate future, she's going to be on TV. She has to be. Mm-hmm. She has to be. But you got a lady like Ruby Riot who's never 
had a fair shake. Never had a fair shake. And she's a good performer. So, like, I don't like it for that sense. Like, now, if they would have brought her back through NXT, I could live with that. Mm-hmm. I literally could live with that because she'll be in a performance center getting better. And if she is ready for TV, they'll pay her on TV, but they'll bring her along slowly so that she can know what to improve on week to week. So I would have brought her back that way. It, it would have made more sense. But she get the main spotlight. <laughs> while a lady like Naomi, another one. Man, I'm tired. Of, I'm tired of Naomi just losing. Man, I just feel so bad for her. I thought they was gonna win. You know the uh, the tag team titles this past week on Raw when they saved that match right before. Like I, I, I don't even know. But uh, even Marie, I'm, I feel it though. Like this time around, it gotta be something different. Like she, she got a pop. Like it must. She must have done something real decent. Must have proved like. It gotta be. You brought like one of the worst women's wrestlers that a lot of fans really hated. They'll dislike, oh, oh, better words, than yeah. to bring her back. So mm. the mm. only the only thing I could think of outside of wrestling, the wrestling ring is she must be about to become a manager to somebody. Who I don't know. Now that role I can see her in because the heat is already there. All she gotta do is play to it mm-hmm. and, and sell it. And she could thrive in that role. But as far as an in-ring competitor, I don't see it. The the, the 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 best person who made a jump as an in-ring competitor that I've seen recently was Liv Morgan. You know, she's not the best, but she's not absolutely awful anymore. She's gotten better. So like I don't I don't you don't see that. Either you're good or you're not, and I don't think even Marie Marie would be good. Time will tell. Time will tell. Um, another uh, another thing is returning or has returned. The dark side of the ring. Uh, have you seen the um, new episode um, of Dark Side of the Ring of the Brian Pillman? I have not, but that's something I want to check out. Um, I know people was clamoring for more Dark Side of the Ring uh, documentaries. Yeah. Uh, I know um, in the wrestling groups, they be throwing out names of who they should do. So um, they basically, they cater to a want with this one. So yeah. um, I'm actually anxious to see it because um, I, I like watching these these documentaries again in depth with, you know, what goes on in the industry and with uh, these stars. So I, I'm anxious to see that. What has been, what has been your favorite one so far? Um, Dark Side of the Ring. Um... I think did, did they do one of um did they do one of mankind Mick Foley? I don't think I'm not I'm not sure, but I think so. I'm not I'm not I'm not quite sure. Uh, the Dark Side of the Ring Zone is dope. I think my, my favorite episode or part they did was uh, the New Jack one. Uh, the yep. New Jack one was was was, was wild. I, I think that was like the most craziest one. I never seen a guy like him, but uh, I, right. I'm really enjoying that. I'm really enjoying that. The whole uh, A A E A N E uh documentary, WWE documentaries, they cool yeah, too. That's a yeah, that, that was a great deal when they seen that. Yeah. You know, 
I know Dark Side of the Ring really, really caught some appeal when they was talking about Ben Wall. Of course. And, and all of that stuff. And of course, you know, you know, when he was alive, that 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 was my guy. So like, you know, I can say that just off rip, like that's one of the more intriguing ones, just because it's just a lot of controversy surrounding, you know, his career in his last days, you know. I you know. You know, I, I hate that the tragedy around him happened. Um, some people say it was CTE. Some people say Roy, Roy Rage, you know. So that was one of the more compelling episodes of it. I know they had one, what was it, with the Royal Royers? Yeah. I believe. Yeah, so, you know, them a couple that stand out in my mind, you know, just off rip. Uh, probably see, what, season two of it. So... Off top, I can say that those were some of the more compelling ones. Okay. So, yeah. But Brian Pillman, that's somebody that they don't talk about often. Yeah. So it'd be intriguing yeah. to um dive into that one. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Um, yeah, I seen I seen the part one of the episode was pretty good. How he was talking about things they left off. Um on the car crash he just got, he was buying a Hummer. You know, they was talking about how Brian Pillman was always like, you know, he he was like. Not so, not sort of complaining about money, but saying I gotta save money, gotta save money. But then he turned around and buy a Hummer, so he he was in a Hummer, he was in a car crash, and I think we all remember. I think when uh, uh, Brian Pillman had that knee brace on, you know, after that car crash and stuff like that. But yeah, man, I'm looking forward to it. I can't wait to the many many episodes that they that they are gonna produce. That they gonna produce. But you guys, man, we're gonna move on here on Talk Pro Wrestling. Um, last week on SmackDown, we sort of seen the last, I basically seen the last match of Daniel Bryan. What do you think is next uh, for DB? It's hard to tell. I remember he was um, on the record saying that, you know, he ready to wind down and be mm-hmm. a father, be with his family. Um, also, he on the record saying, you know, he want to perform part time. So I know SmackDown is out of the question. Um, so I think the more realistic thing is this, he's not under contract currently. I think he'll go chill, relax. And I think Daniel Bryan ultimately will sign. Uh, I want to say he'll sign back. I think he will. And if he'll sign back. And I think he'll probably be one of the guys you see only at SummerSlam mm-hmm. or WrestleMania. Yeah. Around those spots. Um, I can see him most definitely coming back, um, going into, like, the Rumble since he got uh, dumped off or put off SmackDown. He's most likely he's probably going to be on Raw. Or, like how you were saying earlier, he could be in NXT. Yeah, so I, I, I can see that. I just... I don't see him going to Japan. I keep hearing that. It just his family is rooted here. Mm-hmm. I don't see that. Um, AEW, how many guys of that caliber can they have? You know, if he does go to AEW, he's by far the biggest, most credible star they have. Even bigger than Moxley, to me. Um, on the same level as... Jericho in, you know, the Henry aspect, Jericho got a little more star power than DB. Mm-hmm. But, like, how many more guys can you have 
on there. You know, they, they don't have enough television programming for that. You know, I always go back to the Matt Hardy thing. Matt Hardy came. Where the hell is he now? <laughs> you know, it's like they just, AEW just like to use the um, such and such as all elites just as a promo thing. And mm-hmm. that's it. It's not to really manifest out of it. So um, I know Brody Lee, he probably had the most success of any signing outside of Moxley because, uh, he, you know, he became champion, had a good run, rest his soul as well. But anybody else, like, who went, I, I can't say they, their profile was elevated. So can Daniel Bryan help? Yes. But what can you do to make his run compelling? What star do you have on AEW that can make his run as compelling? And I don't think they have it. So I do think he'll return to the WWE part-time basis. The Royal Rumble prediction, that's a good one. He might come back and win because I think that's the only thing he have, don't have on his resume. Yeah, that's all he kept right saying. He, 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 that's all he kept saying. I never won a battle royal or, or something like that. So yeah. thought he was going to win it this 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 year. So hey, I'm 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 interested, man. To see what's next. Hey, and you know, and you the WWE just showed they'll let him return and start winning. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you, <laughs> his job and carry you, back and won that thing. You right about that. What you think on Roman Reigns' new theme song? I think um, they finally put that shield thing to rest. <laughs> um, is it, was it necessary for his legacy? I don't mm. think so, because I feel like he was the face of the shield. So why not let him just keep that song? But also, I feel like it's good for him because um, it further entrenches him in this tribal chief thing. He really does. Yeah, so I'm not mad at it. I'm I ain't mad, mad at it. I yeah, ain't mad I, at it. I honestly, everything that Roman has done since aligning himself with Paul Heyman, for the most part, has made sense and has contributed to something. So I feel like this just add to that. So like, I, I'm with it. I think it's cool. Okay. Okay. Hey, man. Prestige, man. I appreciate you joining me here on the podcast, man, this week. Before you go, uh, will Vince McMahon return be best for business? Hmm. That's a hard question. Because, like, I... Vince has contributed a lot to, to, to the industry. Yeah. Like, the it won't be what it is without mm-hmm. Vince McMahon. Like he took that territory model and did away with it and turned wrestling into a global phenomenon. So I, I cannot pretend like his ambition has not created something that we still enjoy to this day. Cause wrestling was just a, um, a um, traveler circus sideshow mm-hmm. for many decades until yeah. Vince came along and was like, Watch this. Mm-hmm. So he gave it cachet. Um, now is he flawed? Yes. Um, just like some older people, they get stuck in their ways and they just they can't see past themselves. Um, 
So with him retiring her business, I'ma say yes. Just because I know what's coming next. Triple H through NXT has shown that he's in tune with the wrestling community, what people want to see, consistently building new stars. If you look through the cycle of NXT, just building continuously like like clockwork. And I think Triple H, if he assumed that position, will continue that. That philosophy will be company-wide and not just on NXT. Um, I would hate to see Vince retire because, you know, just everything that, you know, he's contributed. I wish he would just, you know, take his hands off a little bit more so we can still celebrate him. But at the same time, business is business. And even though he is the business, if you are hurting the business, you should go. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so that's yeah. my take. So if I had to say yes or no, I would say yes, because he's had a great, great run. And he's given us, he's built something that we could sustain and continue to add to. So I would say yes, he should go retire. Yeah, I think so too, man. I love Vince, man. He, 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 he done it all, man. Like, uh, we all probably wouldn't be as big of wrestling fans that we are if probably if it wasn't for Vince and you know and in this day and age you know with the company you know I, this, this past Monday on Raw I watched Raw and I was like wow I'm a truly a fan because this this sucks you know I sat there <laughs> sat there for them three hours and I was like man you know it, it has its moments you know, and it's like SmackDown is just like the new show now. It's just like, yeah. man, from beginning to end, yeah. it's just, you know, and I think because mostly it's on Fox. And, you know, of course, NXT does good. It just, it's just what it is, because Triple H's behind it, and it's just like Raw, you know, with the new commentary guys, it's not making it no better, you know, and it's just, uh, but, uh. <laughs> that commentary change didn't make sense to me. Didn't and, make- and I- I respect uh, Adnan Vert from ESPN and his work he did there, but this this move didn't make sense because it came out of nowhere first and foremost. Like now with um, Pat McAfee on SmackDown, I get that. Oh, I get that. I, I like his energy because he always standing up throughout the whole damn show. I can, I can see it. <laughs> so I love his energy. I really do. I, I like the Tom Phillips on Raw though. I, I liked it, you know, his, his enthusiasm when he, you know, brought that, you know, what happened? Tom Phillips. What's why don't people like him? I like the Tom. Mm. Yeah, and they got Samoa Joe out of there too. So it's like, so they will sooner or later they will be changing. They change the commentary team all the time. So we go, we're gonna see somebody else. I wouldn't be surprised if they gave Ray Way Barrett a try from NXT. Wouldn't be surprised. <laughs> but they need if they want Raw to ever ever get back to what it was, they do have to lock down that spot because that's the one thing that was consistent about Raw in the '90s. You knew it was gonna be the king, and you knew it was gonna be Jr. And they was gonna convey that story the best way possible. So Corey Graves, dope. I even like Byron Saxton, but they need that one key member to bring it all together. And until they do that. It's gonna be unbearable to watch. You might as well watch with no sound. <laughs> You're right about that, man. You're right about hey, before that. Before we go, I got one question for you. Okay. Did you see or hear that um, Jinder Mahal beat Jeff Hardy? No. With, 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 with main event. 
No, no, I did not. He beat him on main event? Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> no, I did not. What the hell is Jeff Hardy doing on main event? I have no idea, but it seems like it seems like they don't have a spot for him on Monday Night Raw. But um, hey, congratulations, the gender, you know, like I would love to see him back. Yeah, do that mean like he's about to get a little push or something? Like you know, no. I don't know. But uh <laughs> I don't know. That old gender gender, you know, Mahal, when he became champion, that shocked the hell out of me. I was always I, I said to myself, man. There's a couple of champions who became, I was watching the Miz documentary 24-7 on the network, and um, they were talking about the part where, of course, he, you know, became champion for the second time, like, a couple of months ago, and I was like, man, Miz is one of those guys, before he won the title the second time, is, man, will he ever be champion again? You mm-hmm. know, he was he was in that category with Jinder Mahal for a while, and maybe a couple other guys, you know, um, but... Yeah, I don't know. Would Jinder Mahal ever be champion again? I would like to see it. You know, I always wanted to see uh, Heath Slater become a champion, you know, because 3MD, you know, Heath said, if anything, he would have liked to be the IC champion. And I would have been okay with that, you know. Yeah, that's that's, that's a notable title. Yeah. So Hall of Famers, they won that title. So if that, that, that was the least he did, then, hey, I'll take it. You're right. You're right. Before you go, before uh, we end this, man, we got SmackDown, Throwback SmackDown coming up this week. It took them a hell of a long time um, to do this. We had a Throwback Raw for a while, but uh, this week on SmackDown, we got Throwback SmackDown. Uh, What's Titan Tron you want to see? You want to see the OG Oval or you want to see the Fist? I got to say that Fist. I got to say that Fist. The Fist. And uh, and they got to bring that... um, they got to do it with the uh, Marilyn Manson song, The Beautiful People. Oh. <laughs> so they got to do that one. They got to bring that one. I'll be hyped. Yeah, that'll be dope, man. I, yeah. I have never, I, have you ever been, have you seen The Fist in person? No, I never had the opportunity to see The Fist in person. Yeah, me neither. I'm, you- right, I'm right along with you. No, I haven't. Uh, yeah, I'm right along. I haven't. I was like, man, I wanted to see that, you know, Titan Tron and the Oval, but yeah, I missed that one, though. I yeah, that one. one of the it's one of the, it's probably their best set they ever did. Like as far as Raw and SmackDown, like the creativity of the fish just yeah, that's dope. Yeah, man, that's dope. We're gonna see what they're gonna do. We're gonna see what they do. But my man Prestige, man, I appreciate you joining me this week on uh Talk Pro Wrestling, man. Before you go, any questions, any shout outs, anything you'd like to say, man? Uh hey yo, just shout out everybody on the Dope Bro News podcast. Hey, we making moves. Um, be on the lookout for the second season of Tap Dance. So if you are a recording artist and you got two music videos, hey, hit us up. We're trying to do an interview and you got to be able to kick a free, uh, a mean freestyle. Um, check out the Dope World News Podcast at www.overdoeproductions.com. Subscribe to our YouTube channel at Overdoe Productions. Um, shout out Nirvana Nast, Nasty. Jabril C, our cameraman, uh, Nate. Hey, shout out to everybody. Mm-hmm. Shout out to the whole Yaktown. Shout out Sean P, our sponsor, Yaktown on Backdown. That's all I got. Hey, that's what's up, man. That's what's up. Dope World News Podcast. Shout them out, man. Go check it out. Go subscribe to the podcast. Yo, Prestige, man. I appreciate you. You know you're welcome anytime here to talk pro wrestling with me, man. Just to chop it up, man. Yeah, bro. Thanks for having me. Hey, this was good. Hey, we're going we to have many more of these. Yeah, many more. I definitely can't wait till the world get back to normal. 
because we definitely got to connect and just do something dope just face to face. Yeah, man. I'm all, I'm all done Look, for that, man. Might have, to, might have to bring the Dope World News podcast to D.C. Hey. Have to blow <laughs> that thing for sure. Hey, man. That would be awesome. That would be awesome, man. Look, yeah, I'm, I'm always excited, man. Every After every episode that I... You know, just, it'd, it'd be dope. It'd just be, you know, it'd be awesome. So I appreciate you, man. I appreciate it. Hey, hey same, same. Thank you, bro, for everything that you do. The support, just the love. Hey, it mean a lot to me. That's all I can say is just, I give my highest form of gratitude to you. Hey, I appreciate it, man. Thank you a lot, man. Keep doing your thing, for real, man. Keep doing your thing. You know we're going to stay in contact. And once again, thank you for joining me this week on the podcast, my guy. Hey, no problem. Yo, Prestige, man. It was an awesome time chatting with you, man. Knocked it out the park, man. Knocked it out the park. It was a great episode, man. Great, great episode. Uh, man, like I was just saying, uh, off air, man. Uh, it's guys like you um, that when this whole world gets back to normal, I want to meet, man. Sit, chat with, talk with, man. And just, yo, talk about wrestling and everything, man, because... <clears throat> Excuse me, been a great time for you joining me here on the podcast. Awesome time, man. Um, to talk about women's wrestling, man, to talk about NXT and everything, you guys, man. Yo, man, still one hell of an episode, you guys. Like we were saying, we got to see the fist tonight on SmackDown, you guys, man. We got to see the fist. If we don't see the fist, I think we're going to ride. We're going to be a little upset if we don't see a fist. But they talking about throwback SmackDown with the whole logo. It looked like they're going with the oval, though. But uh, who knows, though, bro? Yo, pre-stage, man. Awesome time chatting with you. You guys go check out the Dope World News Podcast. Go subscribe to it. Go listen to it. Go do all that good stuff, for real. And yo, man, it's been a great episode. I'm out of here. I'm out of here, you guys. Now, before I do, you guys, uh, don't forget to tune in to the 1130 Podcast this Wednesday on EB Radio, you guys, and YouTube streaming at 1130 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. And an all-new episode, you guys, of the documentary streaming on the 1130 Podcast YouTube channel this Sunday. And yo, before I go, yeah, guys, before I go, don't forget to follow the 1130 Podcast on all social media platforms. Follow me on Twitter, at Dre on Wheels. Follow me on Instagram, at the 1130Podcast. Like the 1130Podcast on Facebook. Subscribe to the 1130Podcast on YouTube, you dig? <laughs> yes, you guys. Subscribe to the 1130Podcast on YouTube. I appreciate it so much, man. You guys, leave a comment so I can know what you think and all that good stuff, for real. And yo, man, it's the 1130Podcast Talk Pro Wrestling, you guys, on iHeartRadio. Subscribe. Subscribe on our radio. Subscribe on Apple Podcasts. Leave all that good stuff, man. Leave a review. And yeah, let them know, man, what you think about the 1130 Podcast. And also, you guys, man, I just mentioned EB Radio. Download the free EB Radio app right now so you can listen to some great music, some dope podcasts, all that good stuff. For real, download the free EB Radio app right now and yo if you would like to be a guest here on the podcast email me that's the 1130 podcast at gmail.com the 1130 podcast at gmail.com or just email me or me DM me on social media you know how we get down we can just work man for real it's been a great episode man for real. great episode we gotta see if we're gonna get that all woman's brand man you know, because seven years ago, I don't know if they would have pulled this off. I don't think we had a credible, you know, women's wrestler out there seven years ago that can manifest anything. But uh, 
nowadays we, we, we'll see where it goes we can we get a part two of evolution Eva Marie is back oh wow I know and, and my man Bruce they, I know a lot of people are like really they they gotta do something with her if they brought her back so I feel as though she's gonna knock I don't know there's a bold prediction bold prediction she's gonna knock it out of the park this time she's gonna knock it out of the park this time I know you guys are they gonna like man I'm gonna unfollow the 1130 podcast not for real I don't know man I really don't know I really don't know. And Vince McMahon, I love you, my guy, but I would love to see Triple H take over, man, because, oof, crazy times. But, yo, you guys, man, it's been an awesome episode. I'm out of here, on out of here. Hope all you guys have a great weekend. Happy Mother's Day to all the mothers out there, to everybody who got moms out there, and all the moms that are not here with us. Happy Mother's Day. And, yo, it's your man, Dre, a.k.a. Dre on wheels, and I'm out. I'm from the city, yeah. D.C., that's where I'm from, 1130 hey, Dre. podcast, Dre, your is the new one, hey. let's get it, yeah, who with me, hey. let's get it, yeah, no with me, yeah. I'm from the city, yeah. D.C., that's where I'm from, let's get it. 1130 yeah. podcast, Dre, your is the one, he the one, nigga, so let's get it, baby. he the one, who with me, so yeah. breeze, baby, let's get it, you, no with me. Yeah, they gon' hate, but they ain't stopping this. I'ma keep making hits. Dre and Wills, you know it ain't no copying. Was you sitting there on the carpet with us? Yeah, we knew we had some options.